Hi, and welcome to the 53rd episode of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief of iPhone Life magazine. I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor of iPhoneLife.com. I'm David Offerbach, CEO and Publisher of iPhone Life magazine. Each week we bring to you the top tips, great gear, and best apps in the iOS world. And before we get started with this episode, we want to talk to you about our sponsor, who's Otterbox. David, you want to tell us about the Strata series? Yeah, so I'm sure everybody out there is you, familiar with Otterbox. They're known for their protective line of cases, and they're very big and heavy and drop-proof and shock-proof and all of that, and they do great. But this line is a little bit more stylish. Uh, it's leather. Uh, looks really sleek, uh, still has the great protection of an OtterBox case, mm -hmm. but it's a little bit more, I'll say, upscale. I really yeah. like it. Uh, $59.99, so very reasonable price. Uh, and you can go to OtterBox.com to find it or go to iPhoneLife.com slash podcast and we will give you a link. And there are two different styles of the Strata series, yeah. if I remember correctly. One of them has a leather cover, so mm -hmm. if you it's like that style, case. yeah, the mm -hmm. folio case. And the other one is more of like a snakeskin look. And there were two. There was a brown and then sort of a gray one. They have a bunch of different styles. They had one that looked more snakeskin, and I think that actually is snakeskin and actually is leather, but we'll have to double check that. Uh, and yeah, it's kind of the folio style where it folds over and covers the front of your screen, which is great if you often carry your phone in your pocket with your keys or if you're a woman you put in your purse. Mm -hmm. Also great if you want to go out for an evening or something where you don't want to take your wallet or your purse with you, you can just throw a credit card, your ID in there and you're good to go. Yep. Yeah. So check out OtterBox. I also want to take a minute to tell you about our tip of the day newsletter. If you've been listening to us, you know all about it iphonelife.com slash daily tips is where you can go to sign up. And this is our newsletter that we send to you uh, six days a week with a tip teaching you something cool you can do with your iPhone in just one minute. And so it's just a really fast, efficient way to get better at using your iPhone. And so the tip this week has to do with Instagram. Instagram's been adding some more features you may have noticed. And one of them is it allows uh, commenting commenting back and forth on your post mm -hmm. and I mean commenting has been available for a while but you can reply to specific ones and like comments and we have tips on how to do that as well but you can also just turn on commenting turn off commenting altogether for a specific post oh I didn't know this yeah so you know if there's if you're like worried about trolls or something <laughs> on a specific post you're doing you can just start with the process of adding the photo adding the filters and it's the screen right before you share down at the bottom, there's a little, you know, advanced settings section. You see, you tap advanced settings, and there you'll be able to toggle off comments as an option. So, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And so this is a good thing to share with Sarah because she's just joined, finally broken down and joins Instagram. <laughs> okay, but it might be, you know, one of those things where you download an app and then never use it. Oh, oh. you're but using I, it. But I, I sent something to you today, and you responded. That's huh? true. <laughs> so, so tell us what you're thinking about Instagram so far. I just, you know, it took me like years to even look at Facebook daily. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I haven't put any pictures. I The only time I go on Instagram is if I know someone has a picture of like me or my dogs that I want to go look at. <laughs> <laughs> and then I end up scrolling through and liking some other people's things or even commenting on them. It's true. So you're still like a reluctant Instagram user? Yeah. I have to say, I've started using Instagram a lot more these days than I used to uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I was so annoyed when they did the stories up top, uh, like Snapchat. 
because I did just basically copied Snapchat, but now I find myself watching them a lot. <laughs> oh, really? I yeah. still those. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I found myself watching them, which I enjoy. But also, I've just gotten kind of burnt out on Facebook because I got really into politics during mm-hmm. the election, and now it's like I'm just over it, and I don't want to see anything on Facebook, and I'm sick of reading stuff, and... Uh, Instagram is just all pretty pictures. <laughs> it's yeah, so much more relaxing. That's a really good point because the whole reason I started using Facebook more frequently was to share and see pictures of cute kids and cats and dogs, mm-hmm. basically. And yeah, if you just use Instagram, I guess, then that's all you're going to see. I just find Instagram to be a lot more relaxing. Nobody's getting an Instagram fight. You never hear of that as a phrase. And if they are, you can turn off comments, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so this is a good feature. Like A lot of people who are on, on Instagram are trying to get a lot of engagement. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't really use this feature ever because they want people to comment on their photos. But there are other people who really value Instagram for the fact that it's not a lot of words. It's just photos and mm-hmm. not, not as much interaction. So exactly. it's a good thing to have up your sleeve. So iPhoneLife.com slash daily tips is where you can go to get many more tips just like that. And for the record, we send six days a week new tips. But on the seventh day, we send you a roundup. So you get a roundup of all the tips from the week. And so that's a nice way to review all the tips if you don't get to open it each day. And so, yeah, one, one extra perk for you. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we have a couple of news items, or we have one news item to share with you this week. David, do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, this is a cool one because it's uh, a science update for you guys, which is basically, uh, I'm going to forget the country, I think it's Norway or in Sweden, somewhere there's an app that has now been approved as a method of birth control, which is natural really cycles, cool. It's called right? Natural Cycles, uh, and the app... You use it with a thermometer, apparently. So you take a you take a temperature each morning, enter it in, uh, and it basically they did a study that showed that it had the same effectiveness as the pill. So I thought it was really cool because it's just really interesting to see wh- how far technology has come into our life that yeah. it can now be an effective usage of birth control was a pretty so extreme example. Like acting as medicine. Yeah, that's kind of it's cool. really interesting. Yeah, and it also seems like an area that it's there hasn't been a lot of progress in a while in terms of different mm-hmm. forms of birth control. So this is and this is something that's natural. So yeah, I'm interested. I am a little bit skeptical. Like it is just one study that's shown this so far, right? It was one study, but it was a very prestigious study in that it was peer reviewed. I think it was something like four thousand women participated in this study, and so right. you know that's partly why I thought it was interesting that it actually got approved by a board. Because it's like, these types of apps have existed for a long time, but everybody's always been skeptical of it. So the fact that it's more moving towards being a legitimized scientific process is really interesting. My concern is that just in terms of when you're tracking that kind of thing, you have to, it has to be the first thing you do, taking Mm -hmm. your temperature. And I guess if you're taking the pill, then you're used to taking the pill at the same time every day. But it'd be interesting to see how in real life the adherence to that, because that, to me, is even harder than taking a pill, mm-hmm. re- remembering the first thing to take your temperature. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how like real life practice Well, what works. they do with, with these birth control type studies is they actually have two different effectiveness levels. One is kind of in ideal use and the other is in real life use. Hmm. So the, and I can't remember the numbers because I read the study a little bit ago, but 90, it was, I think it was like 99.5% under kind of ideal use, but even under everyday use, 
it uh, it was still outperformed condoms as a birth control. It was like low nineties. It was it was yeah it was like low nineties or something like that where it was still around the same level as other forms of birth control like yeah. condoms and uh, the pill. So and this is different too in that I've seen before that there are thermometers that work with your iPhone that were used more as a like if you were trying to get pregnant as a fertility mm-hmm. because there's no liability with that you can yeah. say that and, you know. <laughs> But people were using it as a birth control too. Mm-hmm. But this is like actually approved to be used for that. So that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and they have some sort of advanced algorithm that calculates it. So who knows? <laughs> uh, next, we want to talk about our iPhone Life Insider program and go over our Insider question of the week iPhone Life Insider is our premium subscription where you get in-depth video guides as well as a video version of our daily tips so you can get a walkthrough of exactly how to do whatever it is that we're teaching that day. And you also get a digital subscription to our magazine and a full access to our archive of issues as well as access to Ask an Editor. So if you have a specific issue that comes up with your iDevice as, you know, happens often to all of us, you can ask Sarah and she'll research and help you figure out what's going on with your device. So she has a question, her favorite question this episode to share. Um, Well, this is a question from a reader who, whenever they are asking Siri to find objects in their photos, which is, this is a pretty new feature that Siri Mm. is now smart enough to actually search your photos app. Um, but what they're finding is instead, Siri says, here's what I found on the web. And um, so, unfortunately, Siri, search of your photos isn't that great. That's the real, true the answer. answer. <laughs> um, but apparently good at... Uh, Siri just popped up on the phone <laughs> as she was talking about it. Right. So, I mean, unless it's a really easily recognizable object like, show, you know, sh- show me pictures of dogs or whatever... But what you really need to do is you have to be careful how you phrase it. And so I recommend starting your request with search my photos for pictures of. And then, um, then, but also what you need to do to increase the accuracy first, you know, like if you're searching for an easily recognizable object like a tree or a dog, that's fine. But what if you're searching for pictures of a person? Um, that's where the people's album in your photos app comes in. If you go in there and you make sure your your iPhone will have already sorted your photos into who they think are the same people and you can tap on those and put the name in and and you can add people, you know, you can find their photos and put them in people and um, I'll probably just put a link to how to do this cuz it's <laughs> a Right, but if you've named these people, then you can also use Siri, Siri to search for them. That's so cool. Those mm-hmm. are two ways to get around that. Um, but really, Apple needs to improve Siri's search of the photos, and you know that will probably happen. But you're not doing anything wrong when it's not working out. And it's a little frustrating, <laughs> but right. We have a Siri guide in our insider program so if you are an insider and you're watching this definitely go check that out and Mm -hmm. if you're not it's a good excuse to go subscribe uh but one of the things i notice is a lot of people first of all there's a lot of things that siri can do that people don't know but there's a lot of things that people want siri to be able to do that siri isn't great at right and people tend to use siri often it's kind of a universal search and i find that personally if i'm kind of trying to search the web or something for that uh I'll often just open up Google and search, and it's a lot easier yeah. to engage with. So it's nice to kind of familiarize yourself with what Siri can do 
A, because there's a lot of things it can do that you might not realize, uh, but B, because then you know what it can't do very effectively and you can go use other sources. Right. But often the solution with Siri is to just change slightly how you phrase things because yeah. you're not actually talking to a person. You're talking to, you know, like a set of instructions, basically, like, <laughs> you know, like Siri has a limited vocabulary and a limit, limited understanding of what that vocabulary and those requests mean. And so sometimes just, you know, tinkering with that a little bit can mm -hmm. actually get you the results you want. So if you if you want to ask questions like this, and if you want access to all of our in-depth guides, go to iphonelife.com slash insider. And uh, now we're going to go into our Apple complaints and learning segment of the podcast. And so do you guys have any grievances to air or things you've learned this week? I, I have a grievance to air. Okay, okay. So I have my phone set to auto-update. Um, and I have two, two points for that. The first thing that's been driving me crazy is you can't set when it updates. In Siri, or right. Apple has decided that for some reason the best time to update is first thing in the morning, which is often when I'm getting up. And so I'll get up and I often get check my phone. I'll try to check Facebook or Instagram or something like that. And the app's updating and you can't check it while it's updating. And so it's really annoying that they don't set it to update like at four in the morning or three in the morning when nobody's going to be using it. But instead, my phone tries to update like right at like seven or eight in the morning when I'm about to use it. My updating all the apps? Like yeah, it updates all the, the apps. No, the, the apps. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Does this, do you guys have this problem? Does this no, happen to I you? just wake up and my apps are updated oh, and I just use them. Man. I actually don't have my app set to auto update. Okay. How so, come? Um... I think because I've had issues with that ever since I got more apps, which for me around 100 is actually more than I've ever had, I'll experience that a lot where a lot of them are grayed out while they're updating. So I prefer to just do them like at when I feel like having that specific app updated gotcha. and then I don't have to wait a long time. Mm -hmm. So I have had the same experience as you. It's not happening mm -hmm. at night. I have a second tip relating to this okay. um my mom for the last i don't know six months or so has been complaining to me that her her phone is using too much data and she has like eight gigabytes of data or something on her phone because she keeps increasing it and increasing it finally we figured out what was happening which was she doesn't have wi-fi in her house and oh. she was updating her apps over over data and there's a setting in there that you can control whether you allow it to do that. And that setting was on and that was using a ton of data because she would wow. do it regularly. Mm. So that's something to watch out for with this. If you are in a place without data, without Wi-Fi, and you have that setting turned on, then it can update your apps over data and basically it'll use up all your data. So if you don't have Wi-Fi, how does she update her apps? Does she just like plug her computer in? No, no, no. She just goes into the app store and hits update, and it updates all of them. But I'm saying if you don't want to use the data and you don't have Wi-Fi... Oh, well, first of all, waiting is, is usually a good, a good <laughs> solution, but uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you could plug it into your phone or into your, your computer. computer. Yeah, I guess that's a solution, but really just wait till you're in a place with Wi-Fi. Yeah, so many places it. have Wi-Fi. Yeah, even if you don't have it at home, you can do it in the office, or you can go to McDonald's or wherever. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? Anything to share this week? Um, well, apparently, I, I don't know how long it's been there because apparently I haven't been looking through my settings, but there is now um, a setting called TV Provider, mm -hmm. and you sound like you totally know about it. I totally know about it. <laughs> Good. So you can totally explain. So you you tap on that in your settings app, and 
then you can uh, find your cable provider and tap on their name, and then you can put in your login credentials, and then, correct me if I'm wrong, because mm -hmm. I'm totally... Do, doing great. Thanks. <laughs> you can... Um, then if you have apps that you have access to, like say the ABC app or HBO, you've already logged in if you have those through your cable provider. Mm -hmm. So right, yeah, that's, that's really exactly awesome. it. And really, this is a feature that Apple rolled out for Apple TV mm -hmm. with the TV app on Apple TV. And it's really great on Apple TV because often... Uh, channels will have an app and you don't even realize it. So say if you want to go watch a sporting event and it's on Fox, you can sometimes download the Fox app or uh, just different things like that. And each app in the past made you log in separately. And then it made you verify your login. And it drove me crazy. Uh -huh. So because I had HBO and I have uh, a whole bunch of other apps that I'm using. And so now you just log in once and it gives you access to whatever uh, your subscription has access to. And in the TV app, both on your Apple TV and in your phone, it'll recommend apps for you that you have access to. Right. Um, and the TV app on the iPhone used to be videos. Mm -hmm. And if you updated to iOS 10, then that was replaced with the TV app. Yes. Just in case exactly. you're wondering what that is. Exactly. And the TV yeah. app on the Apple TV is pretty cool because it will, uh, it will show you the shows you're watching across all of your different apps. Except Netflix. And Hulu. And yeah. Hulu. Okay, so it would be cool, but it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it's still better than nothing, I yeah. found. Like, yeah. I still find myself using the TV app because it'll show you all the shows you're currently watching when you open it, and you'll be able to start up exactly where you left off. Mm -hmm. And it transfers across all devices signed in with your same Apple ID. So it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, mine this week is uh, learning, and that's um, I had an experience with Siri where I asked Siri to text Anna on my phone. And I had more than one Anna in my phone, so I started dictating a text, I didn't, and I caught it before I sent it. But it would have been sort of weird, like it wouldn't have been a big deal, but like I was gonna text the wrong Anna. And I just realized that I needed to go into my contacts app and add last names to all of the people. Mm. I think it's just a good idea in general to have more thorough contacts. Mm -hmm. So you know, go and enter first and last name or nickname or something like that. So that you don't, because this can lead to like very serious <laughs> issues because yeah. a lot of people do have the same names. You know, I know mm -hmm. most people that I know, I know more than one Sarah. I know more than one David. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> I mean. Um, yeah. And I think a, a lot of people who've had their phone for years and years and have transferred their contacts over the years have this. I know I have this because now whenever I enter somebody's contact, even if it's like a friend of mine who gets a new number where like I know them well, I'll always put in their last name. But when I first got my phone, and I've had a pretty smooth, I've been lucky that I've never lost my contacts. You've never lost your backups? Yeah. So, so I've had people who've been there in there for years and years. And, yeah. I, you know, when you're in high school or college, you just put in your, their first name and you're informal about it. So definitely I have a lot of people like that too. And I've kind of over the years tried to, the people who I text regularly, add their full name for, especially for Siri. Because that's not only you could text the wrong person. But, like, it's annoying sometimes to have to even remember the nickname that I gave somebody in my phone, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I have to be, like, you know, text and then some, like, childhood nickname for somebody that I haven't bothered to change. I know. Yeah, the other part of this is with Siri, If you, even if you have the last names entered, you have to say them or else it might also still mistake. Yeah. 
the person. Yeah, exactly. So that's my tip of the week. Great. It's <laughs> a good one. Moving into our best apps and gear section, I know Sarah has several things she's very excited to tell you about. <laughs> Which is why, if you so this is our moment to clarify. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, we also have a video version. So you mm-hmm. can download the podcast, the audio version through the podcast store, but we have a video version on our website. Uh, so if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast, you can watch this. And we have some gear on our desks. And so it's Sarah time to tell us about this. <laughs> so uh, I have a, a few things I'm really excited about. Uh, the first that I want to talk about is um, the Canex Multi-Sync Foldable Travel Keyboard, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is quite a mouthful, but it's actually pretty small. It's like four by six inches. and it's about the size of an iPhone 7 Plus, maybe slightly bigger, but right. pretty close. And it it folds, and so you it actually fits in my purse, and I don't have a really big purse. And it also can be synced with up to four devices, and it's really easy to switch back and forth. So I kind of love this because there's times when I need to do something work-related or email-related on my iPhone and like, you know, typing on your iPhone is great for like quick text messages, but if I have to go in and edit a blog post or compose a long email, being able to like whip out a keyboard is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have an iPad, but I, if I did, I think this would be so handy too um, because you don't have to have like a whole case and with the keyboard and everything, and it's just so easy to carry with you. And I've been using that in conjunction with this thing called the Pop Socket. Yes, mm-hmm. Pop Socket. And, we all are um, obsessed with them. And it's great because not only, like, you can use it as a stand, and it's just, it adheres to the back of your iPhone or any case that you've got, which is wonderful. I'll hold it up for people who are watching the video. And you can, like, you know, push it down and then it's out of the way. You can pop it <laughs> open. You can use it if you're lying in bed to look at it so you don't drop your phone on your face, which both Donna and I have done. <laughs> yeah, um, I like our latest. And, okay, and it happened again. Stand. And so as a sort of stand case, like keyboard system, I love this because it's so small. And this keyboard is actually really, uh, it's actually very comfortable to type on. Um, which is great because not all of them are. So I really like this. This is uh, $49.95 and the pop socket is $10. And that they actually have also have, I'm kind of researching like car mounts for iPhones. They also have a compatible um, like dash mount, not dash pop mount, actually. socket mount. Right, that goes in your vent. And so, you know, that would be really handy too. I've been kind of, I've always, for some reason been against like car mounts but now i'm like obsessed with them and i've got several <laughs> of them and i'm i think i'm probably most excited about this one and the the vent mount is also ten dollars and then <laughs> i'm just so excited about this gear i've just been like really like having so much fun playing with different gear this uh i've got here for those who can't see it's an alarm clock with a dock on it and a thing to put your apple watch on to charge mm-hmm. it and it's um, by iHome. They they have like really, I don't like their naming conventions. It's the IPL WBT5 docking clock radio. Yeah, they're really, they're, <laughs> it's, it's because they do mouthful. most of their sales in retail and so right. they don't care about their name as much. Right, so it's $129.99, which is a lot, but 
Um, it's so handy. Like I never thought I would want to have a clock again, mm -hmm. but there's times when I don't want my phone to be the only way I'm telling time in my bedroom. And, and it's really great. I live in an old house with not that many outlets and I can charge three things on this. Yeah. Cause there's That's also awesome. a USB oh, cool. port. And so I usually have like my headphones plugged in or my awesome foldable keyboard <laughs> and you know, you can dock your phone and I have, can charge my Apple watch and then. You can set it so it's a speaker, so you can use it as a speaker phone. It's actually a pretty decent quality speaker, hmm. too. And, you know, listen to music. You can also, you dock your phone, and then you can set it so that when the alarm goes off, I mean, there is an FM radio, but when the alarm goes off, you can actually set it to play a playlist. Mm -hmm. um, oh, cool. cool. So you can still, like, wake up to whatever you choose Rather than snoozing, you can just have it right. play you a playlist and get up at the end of the playlist. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, and, I mean, there is snoozing. Um, so I just kind of love this. And you can dim the lights, because that's the thing I hate about clocks. Yeah, I, yeah. Know. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, I have it turned way down, so, you know, when the light is on, I can see it. And I also like it because once my phone is docked, sometimes in the middle of the night, I'll just wake up and reflexively check Facebook. That's how addicted I am. <laughs> um, now, like, I've gone from never using Facebook to, like, being addicted. <laughs> but if it's on the dock, then, you know, I have to, like, take it off of the dock. And it, it helps me, like, put my phone to bed and not use it anymore. Mm -hmm. So I really like it. Yeah. All right. Does it have an alarm that you can use without your phone? Yeah. And you is can it choose. like horrible sounding or is it okay? <laughs> um, it's okay. It's not really obnoxious and you can adjust the volume. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I also great. like the idea of having it just be optional to have your phone with docked there or not. You know? It is mm -hmm. optional. Yeah. Yeah. So and, it's, a, it's And a, you can play stuff. It's a Bluetooth speaker. So you can play stuff oh, without nice. having your phone in the dock. Nice. Nice. So yeah, it's interesting because on my, I have my nightstand uh, kind of across the room for the same reason. So I can put my phone down and don't use it late at night uh and on my on my nightstand i have a dock that docks my iphone ipad and apple watch it's one like little unit i have i i still use a clock like this too uh and i have a speaker so this is cool because it's all three of those things into one little unit I love how you guys are talking about like a digital clock as if it's like something Some so old, old technology. Relic, like. yeah. <laughs> I wind it up every morning. No. <laughs> it's so great. But you know, I I do like having an actual clock. Like once I got a phone, it seemed pointless. But that was because the way alarm clocks are, like you couldn't really adjust the volume, you couldn't adjust the brightness. Mm -hmm. This kind of takes care of all those things. Like you can set it so it's really loud. You can set it so it's really quiet. You don't have to have like lights stabbing you in the eyes every time you open them <laughs> during the night so absolutely great. so now we have uh all of sarah's greatest gear of the week <laughs> i was apparently extremely excited about all Very three of these excited. things and uh, we're this is the conclusion of our 53rd episode of the iphone life podcast david unless you had something i, well, I just to wanted to round this up so we have the canex Keyboard, how much is this? This is $49.95. Okay, we have the Poppet Socket. Pop socket. Pop socket. This is $10. Okay, and the iHome speaker. $129.99. All right, and you can go to iphonelife.com slash podcast, and we'll have a link to all of these things. And if you're listening instead of watching, you can see pictures of them and all that good stuff. Yep. That's right. And remember to go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips to sign up for our daily tip newsletter and iphonelife.com slash insider to get our premium subscription. Thanks, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you.